This is the 210 Podcast, where we show you how to have more as a busy professional woman while still enjoying the mommy life. We are your hosts, Dr. Amy Steele and Dr. Carol Broxton. Welcome again to our podcast listeners. We're glad you stopped by and we hope this podcast brings you a renewed perspective on being a busy mom. So, hey, Carol, I know you've been busy, 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 but why don't you give us just a little update on what's going on with your family and your busy life? All right. Hello, everyone. And yes, our life has been busy and has taken off. My husband has started back with school. Um, He's pretty much preparing the class. Kids haven't started school yet, but he's just there, a teacher planning time. So he's preparing for that, getting the room all cleaned out and preparing for everything. And so he's excited about seeing his kids. He said he misses those kids so much. So I'm excited for him. My oldest daughter, she surprised us, (laughs) a big surprise. She moved to Minnesota. (laughs) Yes. So she took a leap of faith and applied for like an internship with the Red Cross to get an internship with phlebotomy, become a phlebotomist, Red Cross. Mm. So that was exciting and such a big surprise. And so she did that, but we're proud of, so proud of her. And she should finish her, her training as of, I think, this week or next week. So we're going to try to throw a little Zoom party. So we're going to see how that goes and works out. And now the our kids are back in school. And I have a college student, and so she's still part-time going to college, and she's doing virtual and everything, and we'll get more into that later. And so we are busy, busy, busy. <laughs> How are things going for you and your family? Oh, man, same. I could just echo everything you just said. So our oldest is, she was in school, and then they had a couple of COVID cluster outbreaks, and so they just got word literally this week that she's going to be back home. So she is moving. Yeah. So she's moving back home and they're going to be going online and they're going to be providing reimbursement for Mm -hmm. housing, which is really cool. So she's moving back home. I have another one in college. She is a sophomore. And so she's going to stay in her school for now. So much more to follow on that if they get the notice that they're going to be coming home. But right now she's good. She has four classes out of six um, in person. And the other two are online. And so she has an apartment in her college uh, town. And so she'll be staying on campus or staying near the in her. It's like an on-campus apartment, but still part of campus housing. But she'll be staying there for now. And then my son, my middle son, he actually attends a residential boarding school, but it's a public school. And so that school has, they have staggered entry. And so he'll go in in October (laughs) if they hadn't canceled it by then. We'll see, but they have students there now. And they haven't been, you know, canceled yet. So we'll see. And then my two younger ones, the 11-year-old and the (laughs) 8-year-old, they keep me popping, honey. They keep me busy. They are in virtual school. And so I know we'll talk about that a little bit more, but they're home and in school every day and doing school from home. So my husband and I are just continuing to live life. I'm running my campaign, running a business full-time. Well, two businesses full-time. All of that keeps me very busy. And then he, of course, is in the ministry and still preaching and working at our church. And so that's uh, got our family kind of in that place, (laughs) just busy. So busy is kind of like our middle name. You know, me and you, Carol, we just stay busy. But, you know, I I know we enjoy it and we love it and we love our families. But, yeah, that's kind of what's happened with us. 
So, Carol, what decision did you and your husband come to All right, about so, virtual um, in-school My husband and I what are you came to doing? agreement to select the virtual school learning for our kids. Such a challenge there. As a healthcare provider and a protective mom, I, I want to keep my kids safe, right? I want to prevent them from covert exposure. But this comes with a dilemma, which I'll talk about more about that later. So now for, for my husband, he was on the fence about things with the kids being home and having to be responsible, you know, working independently. And I know where he's coming from because some of my children have more discipline than others, especially my, my youngest son. He, he has a lot of energy. And like a lot of boys, a lot of energy and he has a short attention span. So virtual learning is not ideal for him. It's, it's a chat. It is, it is. I have to be honest. It is a challenge. And my sons, they, they are totally, totally not for this virtual school that, you know, they want to be with their friends. They don't like being stuck in the house and they're just missing getting, you know, that that person's sense of freedom for five weeks, you know, days a week. So it, it's a challenge. You know, my high school senior, my college student, they they want, they enjoy virtual school. They don't mind it at all. So, Amy, um, what decision did you and your husband make about the virtual school versus the in-school learning? Well, I mean, we were choosing, we were going to choose actually an option that had the kids going to school one day a week and then virtual learning the rest of the days. But our state, actually, the state of North Carolina okay. gave the option for school systems to choose from three different options. And our school system chose completely <laughs> virtual options. So we call it plan C in our house. <laughs> and so plan C was what we chose. And so as a district, and so because my kids are still enrolled in public schools, we are doing virtual schooling from home. And so what that does is it provides the kids with a regular day, like a regular schedule for every day. So my son, he's in elementary, fourth grade. So he goes from 8.30 to 12 and it's synchronous. So they see their teacher and the teacher teaches directly. And then they go from class to class or meeting to meeting or what have you every 30 to 45 minutes. And so he does that from 8.30 to 12. Now my middle schooler, she's in the sixth grade. So she goes the same thing, you know, synchronous with the teacher from 9 a.m. to 3.45 p.m. And then they have afternoons for asynchronous work where the teacher is not there, but they have modules or activities or things that they have to do on their own. So as a parent, you know, our responsibility is to make sure they do those things. And would you be surprised that even though... The teacher would have been with my children uh -huh. for the whole day. And then my job is to, you know, ensure they're doing other things. Would you believe that I still struggle yes, with that is. job? They and that's don't. because, you know, I mean, you know, it's hard being your own kid's teacher. Well, they don't who listen. Who are we? Come on, we're old. What do we know? They don't listen. <laughs> right. We're literally the parents. And, you know, we were only born, you know, what us in our case, 19 to 30 years before them. You I mean, see the I'm degree like, on the wall. you should listen to me. I actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. I feel like I'm a terrible teacher with asynchronous learning sometimes because they just don't listen. So anyway, but then we also do some supplemental tutoring. So my son is in a Mandarin immersion program. Mm -hmm. So he has a Chinese teacher who teaches him in Mandarin, the Mandarin language from that 830 to 12 time frame. And then he has English like for 30 or 40 minutes during that time. But he is learning Mandarin every in Mandarin every day. And so it's very mm -hmm. important for us to supplement his learning. So he has Mandarin tutoring twice a week, which is on Zoom and with his teacher from last year. 
And then they, he also has reading and English tutoring as well and math tutoring twice a week. Wow. So all of that. Is, so he's, he's got tutoring four days a week after yeah. school just to be able to help him keep up and really to make up from some of the time lost from March to now. And I think yeah. it's just become a part of our life. Like we don't really have a debate mm-hmm. about whether or not we want to do virtual versus in person. If in person is an option, we'll try it. But right now it's not an option. So we just have to make the best of it. And my daughter, the 11 year old in sixth grade, she was in Spanish immersion. So she starts her day off in Spanish every day with a homeroom teacher and then with uh, social studies being taught in Spanish. And then she goes to math, English, science, and then she comes back and has Spanish literature and Spanish grammar. And that's her, you know, her kind of gamut of Spanish. So she has, will start Spanish tutoring very soon. So that's kind of how education looks in our house right now. And then the 17 year old, he's home, but he's doing all of the work from his boarding school. Like they actually are teaching synchronously all day long. So he does that and he follows his schedule and he's very disciplined. So yes, we don't worry I know about the him. But this 11 year old and eight year old girl, they about to take me out. Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, so tell us well, more about your um, dilemma, Carol. You said you had a dilemma earlier. Tell um, us more about that. Canceled, right? Or rescheduled to the spring. So I was kind of in high hopes that, you know, I won't even have to kind of deal with this whole football conversation because my boys oh. and husband, of course, they're big football fans. And, but to my surprise, they did not cancel the football season or push it back. It's still, they still have everybody on schedule. And so, here we are. So keep my boys in what they call home is prison <laughs> has officially been interrupted by middle school and high school football. I personally just wanted the season wow. to just be healed. I was like really counting on it because I seen the COVID numbers going up. So I was like, I have a good feeling. That I'm pretty sure because I knew it was coming. I knew me and my husband were going to have to have this conversation, but I just felt that I was like, I think I'm a, I think I'm a win on this one. <laughs> I think if it's canceled, you know, I'm a win on this one. But here we are. And my boys are so ready to put on pads. They're ready to knock some boys down. And of course, my husband is all for, is all for and is driving me crazy. Wow. So how does the football okay, team so actually the, do the, any kind of social distancing or how do they monitor so the, the contact there, with they, the players on a regular basis? They're taking their temperatures. Um, they ask about symptoms. They make sure they bring their own water. So they have a lot of different protocols in place. And so they kind of gave us a whole handout on everything. And so that's what we are. And it just kind of case by case basis and just a lot of monitoring. And they're going to disinfect the locker rooms and only allow so many at a time. So they have a lot of protocols in place to hopefully, you know, keep everyone safe. But it, it still as a mom, it makes me like so, so like so nervous about it. But you know, I and I know some people probably listen to this and say that that sounds absolutely crazy to homeschool them, right? I'm keeping them home, I'm keeping them safe. Then have to turn around and let them play a sport. And you know, just let me shed some light on this dilemma. So my beloved father-in-law who passed away right. about three years ago you know, he was my kids in my boys' eyes. 
he was their super, you know, superhero. And he was passionate about playing football. And of course, he taught his son, my husband. He was his coach. And of course, my husband is passionate. You know, he grew up and he's passionate about being, you know, playing football during his time, his younger years or what have you. And of course, teaching his boys, you know, about football. So there's, you know, there's this passion. And now here we are with the third generation. My boys are stricken with the same passion for playing football. And, you know, like I said before, they do have these protocols in place and everything and to, to try to keep the kids safe. But I have to be honest with you, you know, me and my husband are at odds with this situation because I really thought I was going to win on this. And, you know, I, I just kind of just wanted to, you know, put everything on hold. And, you know, and I didn't I have to say this, that I did not yeah. grow up playing sports. So it didn't, you know, impact me with my education and it didn't impact the sense of my career. So for me, it's kind of like, do we really have to have football? You know, they look at me, you know, as if I said something wrong <laughs> when I have that approach, you know, and I'm that mom, you know, I am truly a mama's bear and <laughs> this is really stressing me out. And I just, you know, I want to put my kids in that safe right. bubble and not let them out. But, you know, that's not our reality. You know, we do have to sometimes, you know, let let go oh. of some things. So here we are on this journey called life that is full of ups and downs. But life has a way. I have to remind myself life has a way of working itself out through love, through faith and perseverance. That's what I keep telling myself. Right. <laughs> that's what I keep telling myself. With all that being said, have you experienced right. any dilemmas with any decision making decisions that you had to make as far as interacting with people or family or traveling as it pertains to COVID? Well, so yes, you know, for my <laughs> husband and I, you know, we always face the challenge of having active kids and those kids want to go to camps <laughs> and they want to just do stuff. They want to get out of the house. Heck, I want to get out of the house, <laughs> you know. I'm, I'm in the house sitting down like, oh, Lord, I need to leave, you know, not because I don't like being at home. It's just the walls can kind of come in on you and you just feel like you can't stay inside for three, four five days at a time. So that social isolation is just a challenge. That's a dilemma always. And, you know, our kids want to go to camp and they're seeing things on Facebook and social media. And they're like, oh, this person's going to camp elsewhere. Well, can I go to camp? So there was a theater summer music arts camp and we did allow our kids to go to the camp. And literally all five of our kids went to camp (laughs) because they're theater kids. They love musicals and theater and stuff. So they all went to camp. Now, how they went was different. So the older three were counselors and the younger two were participants. And so, you know, they've been, my family has been a part of this camp for seven years. So it's really, uh, uh, you know, it's a part of our, our fabric. So really it wasn't a question of, are we going to go when they said they're offering it? It's like, okay, how are we going to go? Cause we're definitely going. So yeah, that was our dilemma, but you know, sports right now, we don't have any sports. My two younger ones, yeah. we, you know, we quit gymnastics a long time ago. We do summer, ca- I mean, uh, soccer, but that's more like, with the season for the YMCA. So that's a very, you know, low key season. And we don't do club soccer or anything. So right now it's just school. That's why we have so much tutoring. (laughs) Because we don't have any, and I love it. I'm like, tutoring is your sport. That is your sport. (laughs) We are happy with that choice. But again, as a practicing minimalist and my whole family, you know, we're minimalists. So we have limited (laughs) space and that's a huge challenge. So what I've been doing lately is purging again. And um, my sister, she was so funny. She said, wait a minute, are oh, you cleaning awesome. up again and throwing away more stuff? I was like, yep, purging again. Because 
I love purging. You know, Marie Kondo is all up in my spirit. So maybe we can get her on the show one day. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to her people. But yeah, I love purging and love just that minimalist lifestyle. But still, when you're in a small house and the walls are caving in on you, that can be a constant dilemma as you try to figure out what you're going to do. But we have done my minor traveling, some traveling, you know, by car and gone to different places. And that's helped. We'll go to the mountains for like a day trip and go hike in the Blue Ridge Parkway or, you know, some, well, something I'll like that. So it's been patience. Lots so, and lots of you know, patience. In the midst of COVID-19, Carol, what do you suggest to our listeners for how they can um, have, a have a successful family school. and not trying to monitor and understand each individual needs? You know, some children more, need more attention than others. So you just kind of have to map your things out and pace yourself and kind of track, you know, where they are and where they need help. And I love, I love family meetings. It's like, okay, where are we? What are we doing? What is due? Stay on track, stay focused. So we love to have our one-on-one meetings and we love to have our group family meetings to kind of keep track of everybody and just say, this is where we are. This is where we're going. And if there's anything in between that we need to deal with and handle, let's let's do it. So definitely being patient, being understanding, knowing what your child needs are, just monitoring and communication. Big one, big one. Communicating so we can have a successful year. Yeah, I agree. I think some of the things I would tell the listeners would be to try to establish a routine. But guess what? If you mess up your routine, don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it because, yeah, I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to just be amazingly right and perfect and good all the time. And you want to be a good person, but you don't have to be a perfect person. And some days, you know, some days school is just not going to go the way you think it should go. And, you know, we had a situation Mm -hmm. where my son could not hear his teacher and we, we clicked on every group to try to help him hear. But I, I heard him with her previously, but then for some reason, when we went back to try to hear it again and he switched groups, he couldn't hear. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we dealt with it. We went through it, trying to click, click, click. Everything wouldn't work. And I was getting, I found myself getting frustrated at him and it wasn't his fault. And I was getting frustrated with myself that I, as an adult, could not figure out the sound on this computer. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this is not going to conquer me today. So I put my finger up to the teacher, like, excuse me one moment, hold on. And we literally shut the whole computer down and came back in. (laughs) And that took us several minutes, but he missed class time during that time. And, you know, it didn't phase us any, but I'm just saying in the moment, it was very stressful. Now looking back, I'm like, oh, it was no big deal, but (laughs) it was very stressful at the time. And so I will say this, that we got to take the pressure off of ourselves to be just so perfect with this schooling. You know, we're doing the best we can. The teachers are doing the best they can. And so we need to give ourselves grace and we need to extend yes. grace to others Always. because everyone is struggling. I also had another funny thing. I was on a Zoom meeting and someone wanted to to do something. I don't know. At, you know, kids just interrupt <laughs> the most in our mm-hmm. time. And I said, my, my Zoom person, I said, or who I was talking to, I said, excuse me, I'm so sorry. They're like, it's okay. We totally understand. It's Zoom world. Like, this is just how it works. So people are very understanding, yes. but there's no need to kind of put all that pressure <laughs> on you. Just try to have a successful school year by helping your kids mentally and emotionally <laughs> to cope with the situation. They're already missing their friends. They want to be back at school as much as we want them to be back at school. <laughs> they want to go. 
But yeah, uh, so that's some, some no great advice that I'm definitely going to take. This is the time. Nothing and uh, perfect, it's really magical that they want to be in school. So, yes, so we're all awesome, learning together. Awesome so advice. let's just give ourselves a break. That's my um, well, best so advice for how to have this, a good school. Um, podcast was so much fun. It was great. And well, thanks for listening to the 210 podcast where we shine light on topics for busy moms. Be sure to leave a comment and share this podcast with family and friends. We would love to hear from you and interact with our followers. Make sure you follow the 210 podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. Thank you.